0: Children of all ages, it's your boy, your buddy, your pal, the nonprofit sector. Connector. Coming at you, not from the top of my attic. I am not at the top of my house. I'm not in the attic. I'm actually uh I'm on the road. I'm traveling. Um I'm gonna make a quick comment about the flight down here because uh the flight down here, I'm actually uh at what will forever be known as Rosner Fest 2022. I'm down here visiting some friends down here in Dunwoody, Georgia. Shout out to the gang from TNG, the networking group, we're down outside of Atlanta. And this is a professional, I was gonna say it's a professionals and animal lovers show Tommy D. His show is called Philanthropy and Focus. Tommy D did not get enough sleep over the last couple of days. Uh, I'll tell you, I land here in Atlanta and the pilot says, ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages welcome to atlanta georgia and i got such a kick out of it especially because of the topic lisa b lewis good morning how are you my friend what's going on good morning
1: good morning how are you
0: isn't that funny that the pilot said that because i say that all the time and certainly we're going to talk about omnium circus i you know
1: i wonder if he's I an all that... circus guy i, wonder I don't if know i worked in the circus
0: he might be an old circus guy, he might just be a guy with a good sense of humor and personality and it could be that. I'll tell you, I, I mean, you know, if, if COVID has, you know, has taught us anything, um, I'll just kind of reflect on last night's event that we had down here in, in uh, Dunwoody, Georgia. If COVID's taught us anything, it's that we can access folks around the country and be friends and build relations with, with folks around the country without ever having met them initially, at least in person. So I met a whole bunch of folks last night that i have met through the last two years uh through this organization we run called TNG the networking group. And it's it's uh it's just been pretty special to get to meet these people in real in the flesh, as they say, in, in real life. So I tell you all that, and I think we'll talk a little bit about virtual today, I think, Lisa, you know, what that's done, because certainly your organization ha- has grown up in this era in history, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So so, so- i'm going to interrupt
1: you real quick before we interrupt away about meeting all these people and access and it occurred to me that we're on the radio so people don't have an image id of what we're looking for of what they're so so imagine in their head
0: i know that's important for you to do so i'd like you to do that throughout the show and my friend kelly ann serini who originally told me about you was was said had said like you're very from an inclusive perspective you're very focused F-O-C-U-S-E-D, not P-H-O-C-U-A-S-D, as in plan be being focused, but you're very focused on the inclusivity of even having a conversation like this so i want you to i know you want to point out who we are what we look like things like that is, is i've understood is sort of sort of yeah, pretty important
1: i'd love to give us a little image description i'll do sure. mine and i'll let you copy with yours and Absolutely. that way anybody who's listening to us can create a picture in their mind whether they're sighted blind low vision doesn't matter they can create a kind of image so okay. i am a caucasian woman with brown hair going just past my shoulders i have on Red glasses, red lipstick, and a red shirt. Behind me is a wall. To my right is Omnium Circus posters. To my left is a large bookshelf full of a lot of stray papers and a lamp.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm just glad that this particular episode is the episode I get to describe where I am. Because if there was (laughs) any other Friday morning, I would say I'm behind a desk, a standing desk, uh, and you all will not be able to see all the messy papers that I've hidden away from outside of the camera's view. <laughs> so I will tell you, uh, so I am I am a white man. Um, I'm wearing a black hat and I, my sideburns are super long and I got a goatee and it's uh, it used to be all black and now it's black and gray. My goatee that is. <laughs> and um you know, I I wear these wooden beads. This is fun. I never actually explained this part, so this is fun for those folks who, you know, shout out to my friend Robert Rosner, who I just talked about, and you know, who's down here in Dunwoody, and uh, you know, he always listens to the show, so he's never watched the show on Facebook, so he could see it, just hasn't seen it. So I'm wearing these these wooden beads that you see, Lisa. But for those of you here, I'll try to make some noise with them. I always wear these beads when I'm as long as I don't have a shirt and tie on. It's kind of what I what I do. Um, a hoodie that I just got here in Dunwoody, so that's kind of cute. So it's a new Dunwoody hoodie. It says "Fun Woody" on the back, which um, it's very colorful. Lisa, I'll show you so people can see.
1: Fun that- Woody, that?
0: So, so I picked this up last night here in in uh, down here in uh, Dunwoody, Georgia. And I'm in a. Actually, I have a big yellow wall behind me. There's a painting there, and there's a lamp over my um, right shoulder. And uh, wearing black hat. And it's a black Nike hat. And it actually says Little Flower Golf Outing. Little Flower, 25th anniversary golf outing. Little Flower, one of my favorite nonprofits out on Long Island. I was going to say out here on Long Island, but I'm not there. So I can't say that. But <laughs> they're on Long Island. And, um, you know, I, 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 I'm i excited to have done what we just did. You know, I, I, I had heard that's what you're very um, focused on that. And it's important to Lisa, to make sure Inclusivity is is on brand for, for certainly what you do. So let's take that as a segue right into the conversation. But I want to read something first. So Omnium Sir, Omnium is Circus Reimagined, a bold new circus, which is a unique visionary nonprofit organization that is breaking new ground in the world of circus entertainment. It is the first fully inclusive, inclusive circus company in the country. Our goal is to ensure that. Performers, staff, and audiences reflect the ethnicities, faces, colors, abilities, values, cultures, and interests of the millions of children and people of all ages that enjoy the circus. I think there's a great place to set it up. So Lisa B. Lewis, first of all, let me say something different. I will, gang, be on the road with the circus at some point. It's out there now. Lisa and I have talked about it. I've said it in other forums. We're going to figure out what that looks like. Um, I did wear a tails and a top hat wasn't really tails on my wedding day but i wore a top hat i had like a cane and what's uh it was a, it's called a a breakfast suit they said if you're familiar like a cutaway suit where it's sort of almost like tails but um like i sort of sometimes fancy myself a, a willy wonka type.
1: Will. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a perfect description
0: <laughs> yeah like i'm definitely love the gene wild willy wonker gene wilder uh, look johnny Depp. i'm a big johnny Depp fan i think he does great stuff that was a little darker as it would be with johnny depp yeah, you know sure. sure. but different story but fun fun nonetheless um so tell me about this circus tell me about your background what where does this even come from like well you know i know you spent some years working with the big apple circus take us on that journey as i always say and i've talked we talked earlier in the week i want to hear about lisa your background what what catalyst said to you i need to create this circus and then what the circus is all about and like i say fortunately or unfortunately we will run out of time before we know it but i want to make sure you get to tell as much of the story while we're here together
1: yeah so it's it's interesting it's not like there was sort of one lightning bolt that hit me on the head um but it did so for many years i started my career as a young person um in college going (laughs) majoring in indecision which is what People do at liberal arts universities, or at least did in my day. Um, and one of my friends said, hey, Ringling is coming through town. You don't know how to juggle. Why don't you go? At least at the audition, they'll teach you to juggle. So I went, and I was bitten by a circus bug and have never left.
0: Wow. So, Wait a minute. So, so I have a friend of mine, Joe Corsillo. Um, he's an attorney. He is, um, <laughs> the same day he found out he got into law school. Um, I, to say Joe is an attorney is just such an understatement. He he's an attorney, just a very successful attorney. He was a judge. He um, the day he found out he made it into law school, he also found out that he made it to clown college. Wow. He got accepted into clown college, and he and he did both. And he worked at Hershey Park for a number of years, like right. as a clown and juggler. He's a hell of an entertainer. So, you know, it's funny. Like, so you went there, and what happens? You, you learn to juggle.
1: I did learn to juggle, actually. Um, juggle? many Many of, Yeah, of course. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I did that, um, did go to clown college, and my career moved forward. I ended up coming back into New York and working in schools, um, working with the Big Apple Circus, working in hospitals. I did 15 years inpatient um, in pediatrics wards, uh, really? school shows, worked with um children in what in new york we call district 75 which is the Mm -hmm. district where you classify anybody who has an iep it's it's not a geographic district it just means you happen to have an iep which is let's just
0: pause let's just pause on that one second to to kind of hit some folks an iep individual education plan it's a
1: it's what happens when you need to learn outside of the box because our the school systems are set up to
0: Lisa, we just, I just hit your mute button by accident. Oh, sorry about that. That's all right, nope, all good.
1: So schools are programmed, obviously, because they need to educate large numbers of people to teach in a certain way. And if you learn a different way or need different accommodations, then you get what's called an IEP, an individual education plan. So in New York, they call it District 75. And those can range anywhere from a child who's really neurodiverse, a child who has a physical uh, disability, It could be anything. I mean, IEP, Mm -hmm. who knows? Who even knows? Anyway, did that Worked with that. um, I started working with the Big Apple Circus, creating access. They had a program called Circus of the Senses, which was one day, a season or two days, a season where they would bring in kids from schools for the blind and schools for the deaf, and they would provide audio description and sign language interpretation. And they were magnificent days it was everybody's favorite day performers artists everybody's favorite day and over i volunteered then i became in charge then i became the marketing promoter community outreach it became my heart yeah i really truly love that program
0: why was that i i mean aside from like we could peer into it and guess but why was that so important why was that so influential to, to the performers you know, obviously those who were attending got to see or hear, or or maybe not see or hear, but feel and touch things that they hadn't in the past. Why was it so sentimental and important to you all on the performer side?
1: I'm not exactly sure. It will take someone with a PhD that actually went to school for one instead of having a practical one <laughs> um, to tell you why, but there's something about the human spirit that when you see a child smile, a child smile with a connection to something that they've never previously had, or that they had last year and couldn't wait until this year. And they're so excited when they can feel the props, when you know they've experienced a circus through the audio description, or Mm. understood the words through the interpreter, or however they've been given the bridge to access their experience.
0: Do you remember the movie Mr. Holland's Opus? No. Um, Mr. Holland's Opus, I'm trying to think of his name, big famous actor, it'll come to me. Um, he he has a son, and his son, um, they realize as a baby, uh, is is deaf. I'm not hearing impaired, I think he's completely deaf. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Holland is a music teacher. So it happened. It was must have been that his son must have been born, um, in a, in like the early seventies or something like that. Because when there's when John Lennon was killed, is a, is like a, a, an acknowledgement in the movie. And this is a long time since I've seen this movie. Richard Dreyfus, I think it is. Um, when he's killed, when when Lennon was killed, the father is very upset and very depressed. And his son wanted to console him and, and be with his dad. And, and the, the, the father was kind of like, you know, I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but it was like, you don't understand or you wouldn't understand trying to communicate with his son. And, and long story short, um, that was like this breaking point between the father and son. They had this connection, but the father was able to, I, I'm not so sure it wasn't a real a real true story either. I'm going to have to look it up while we go to break, but um. He was a music teacher and he was able to find a way where his son and other people who had uh, either loss of hearing or or hearing inability to feel, go to the speakers and touch and feel the rhythm and get the rhythm of the music through that way. Tactically, I guess is a way to say it versus, you know, from an audio perspective. So really say that again,
1: you feel it in your bones one I of the agree. our dancer in the show is deaf and all the music is done in rhythms through the stage she feels it we point the speakers down and she's fine she's she amazing. feels the rhythm she, yeah. she no
0: nope. yeah 1995 the movie came out Mr. Holland's Opus it was Richard Dreyfuss um i'm going to look this up is it a true story based on a true story of a composer and reluctant music teacher Glenn Holland who over the course of his career touched the lives of generations of students while struggling with shrinking budgets, et cetera, et cetera. But the point was, check out this movie, gang, and then come back to me. On it. we should talk. Maybe we should should probably make a uh, philanthropy and focus movie club. That's that's the new, that's, that's the new that's thing. thing. Every time an idea comes in, Lisa, I just say it out loud and then and then try to make it happen. So, all right, let's take a quick break. When we come back. I want you to talk to me about when this when it started. You know what the first because this is not like. You know, starting a circus is not like, hey man, it's not like making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's a little more complicated. (laughs) (laughs) And starting a nonprofit, as you and I have spoken about recently, is is not so simple either. You know, you need support, you need connections, you need relationships. Hold
1: on to that heart of that smile of that child that is experiencing the circus for the first time to their fullest capacity, because that's what you need. That's keep holding on to that thought and that feeling, and then we'll talk about it more.
2: All right,
0: we'll talk about, I'm thinking about that in my heart. We will be right back. Philanthropy in focus.
2: Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday.
1: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
5: Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions.
0: Tommy in his attic, even when he's not in his attic, he is with you. And he's with the nonprofit sector. You're boy, the nonprofit sector connector. So Lisa, I had in my heart and in my mind's eye for the last minute and a half that child who you talk about with that big smile, who's either experiencing that circus for the first time or experienced that and has been anticipating that experience again so that's what that's the driving force behind Omnium and I'm imagining that's the driving force between the work you do
3: personally
1: absolutely so now take that thought and take that thought and expand it out and know that 25 percent of the entire nation is that child one in four people have a disability that means somebody's brother aunt uncle cousin father friend of a neighbor, every 87% of us are affected by people with disability, disability doesn't care what color you are, it doesn't care what country you're born in, all of those factors which divide us disappear. Mm. So now we are all united. So now imagine a place where that child, that little child inside who wants to enjoy the circus is joined by their entire family. So now you get four out of four people sharing an experience together, not just one day, because what if your other kid has a basketball game or a baseball game or a dance lesson or whatever? Families are busy. What if they can't come on that day? But what if any day you wanted to go and enjoy the circus, which is what brings families together? It's a multi-generational experience. That's why they say children of all ages, because there's something in it for every generation. So now imagine you can all go together, any show you want, and have the access just there for you, so that you can all enjoy it.
0: So, what did that look like in practice for you when you said, mm-hmm. "Here's the, here's the idea: we want to make it this accessible." I guess is really a big word. Right, certainly exactly. inclusive. Um, you know that 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 creates a a whole spectrum of needs and what do we do here and how do we because i guess if uh, if we think in terms of and not to make these hard and fast rules but if we think of the tr- the traditional delivery of the circus is just let's say less inclusive Right. More complicated for certain people to get access to even just if we talk about just accessibility on that on the face of the accessibility thing, not even someone who can't see or can't hear or etc. There's a lot to tackle there. It's certainly not an infinite amount of challenges to tackle, but it certainly becomes something that's going, wow, we have to solve for this. We have to solve for that. Right. Am I right in that regard? There was a lot to undertake.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean you know you can't be everything to everybody perfectly but you do the best you can do
2: yes
1: so my goal when we first started was to make sure that at least we had the major major points covered that sign language would be integrated throughout our production i didn't want someone standing over in a corner where someone had to look there and then they missed all the action
0: so you so you said this has to be right here this has to be in in part of the
1: show she has to be It turns out it's a she in our particular production, but he, she, whatever. But the character must be intrinsic to the production. It's woven through, it's just a part of it. So we're just automatically a bilingual production, English and American Sign Language. Wow! Easy enough to switch into Spanish, but at the moment um, we're English and American Sign Language so that it's just automatic. So you don't, it's not like you have to add on anything. We're just welcoming and the audio description we do at every production at every single show so that anyone who needs it has it there's always sound enhancing headsets for people who need the sound a little bit louder we never have strobe lights we always make sure that we
0: let's stop for a second let's just cuz let's talk let's talk these through the strobe light thing what what is that
1: it triggers epilepsy it could yeah. trigger epilepsy and right. we don't we don't want to hurt people
0: yeah. And certainly people with different sensory issues, it would, those bright lights and and things could be, you know, distracting or- Sensory
1: contrast is a big trigger for a lot of people. Mm. So we just took like, instead of having it go from really bright to really black, we make sure that we leave the house lights on. So we never have a full blackout in our particular show because that way we avoid a drastic sensory contrast and we do the best we can to make everybody feel as welcome and as included as possible. Yeah. The other thing we do, which is, as I start when I first started this, I was really thinking of in terms of audience access, but the audiences reminded me, there's no one up there that looks like me. Yeah. Representation so, really matters. So it's
0: representation, right? So that's the thing. So, okay, so first it was, well, we gotta solve for access. People are, right. this is not accessible to them. It is not delivered in a fashion or a medium that is that they can receive it, and then all of a sudden, so you you you've worked towards that, and then you go, then there's more feedback from the audience, which is, you know,
1: your community, exactly. And they have to, you have to see people that with whom you can identify, and even more importantly, you have to see people that remind you that the person sitting next to you is equally amazing. So when you look into that ring in Omnium, which is our show, it means of all and belonging to all. When you look in that ring, you see people with legs, without legs, people who are deaf, people who are hearing, people who are low vision, people who are every spectrum of melanin in our, because Mm -hmm. our culture is so panoramic. It's a panoramic mosaic.
0: Yeah.
1: It's beautiful. And I, so- lo-
0: I, I just got the chills. I literally just got the chills as you're talking because I think, you know, this is what we're supposed to be doing. You know, yeah. this is the work, this is the, the inclusivity, the the accessibility. Um,
1: and ignore, you know I think we're it, creating, we are creating a microcosm of the world that we want to see. So for 90 minutes, you can live in this microcosm of, complete inclusion, complete accessibility, awe-inspiring brilliance. I mean, these people aren't random people. They are professional circus artists for many generations. They're incredible. So for that 90 minutes, you get to live in this world and you can take that world with you. You carry it with you in your heart. You go back to your office and you see somebody in your office with a different ability. And you'll say, wait, I just saw somebody in the circus do these incredible things maybe there's more to you than i thought and That's, vice versa
0: yeah you know i get up here on this show sometimes and i i stamp my feet and and i kind of get cranky and and i say like this is we need like let me say it this way we need to focus you could spell it with an app spell it with ph whatever the point <laughs> is we need to focus on what people are capable of what their abilities are and let's accentuate the heck out of that and let's stop because i will tell you this this is not well maybe it is self-deprecating but i don't mean it to be that like that kind of humorous thing but the point is lisa lewis i suck at a lot of stuff i do i don't have the ability to do many (laughs) things right (laughs) but you know what there's like a handful of things that i'm pretty freaking good at and then there's like two things that i'm real good at and it's like. I want to focus on those things i'm really good at try to maybe try to improve the things that i'm interested in and want to get better at that but if we all focused if we spend if i spend if the people if my former employers if my business partners whoever talked about all the things i suck at or i don't have the capacity or ability to do well that doesn't make any sense at all to me and maybe this is a crude way of delivering the information i'm trying to get across but the point of what i'm saying is god why can't we just Focus on what people can and are good at and are interested in and let's go after that one quick anecdote I want to talk about. I'm involved with best buddies here in New York or there in New York, because I'm not in New York, but up there in New York best Buddies, very good friends of mine. Um, Love you love them right we gotta we gotta hook up on that because I'm sure we could do some cool stuff together we have. um, So I met a couple of young ladies from best buddies about seven or eight years ago on Long Island. Um, my cousin Linda had special needs and Linda passed away about 10 years ago. And in her memory, my aunt, my cousins founded the Lindy Lou Foundation. And the Lindy Lou Foundation raises money for nonprofit organizations who are doing work around social interests for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So I meet these two young ladies from Best Buddies out on Long Island at the time. And I said, I want to be a part of what you're doing. I want the Lindy Lou Foundation to help. I want us to, to make an impact. And since then, we've donated several thousands of dollars, tens, probably $20,000, more than $20,000 over the years to open up school programs on Long Island for Best Buddies. Eventually, I got asked to be on the the New York City Advisory Board. And as things happen, as all the connections happen, um, TNG, I referenced at the beginning, but the networking group that I'm very involved with, um, we decided that our holiday party, which is December 14th, which will be a virtual party, Best Buddies will be speaking at that event, specifically about their jobs program, because the jobs program is critical. And this is all going for me to tell you that there's a young man who I've met. I don't know if he knows who I am, but we met. His name is Zach Smith. He's a participant in the Best Buddies Jobs Program, and Zach has a job with the NFL. And jack has, uh, jack, excuse me, Zach has a job with the with the NFL. He does st- statistical work. He's a statistician. You know, all this can imagine the amount of stats that are involved with the NFL that's an ability that he has I will tell you candidly that is not an ability that I have but by focusing on what he is is good at is talented at he now has a great job with the NFL so if we could just it's just an anecdote but the point of the matter for me is how do we get to a place and I think we're there and maybe having conversations like we're having now and maybe me using my big mouth to try and push people in different directions too can be helpful towards that but it's like that to me isn't the most important thing lisa where, where does that land with you
1: if you are in new york you are in luck we are as omni and we are over 40 percent of our staff and crew is people with disabilities we hire people with disabilities we put our money where our mouth is mm-hmm. because it's absolutely essential we are now on our i've lost track i think it's our second or third intern from an organization in new york called visions visions sure. You know, visions for the low blind, voice.
0: for people blind, blind and visually impaired,
1: blind and low vision. Yeah. So we have young, one young man with us right now who is phenomenal and has he just has a real gift. I'm so grateful for him. We had a young man before that was also phenomenal. Um, we've hired my assistant actually comes to us through JobPath, which is mm-hmm. a an organization for people with um, more ID, DD kind of a things and he's phenomenal, like everybody, our social media director has a disability. You put your money where your mouth is. You find, and as an organization, as Omnium, what we really do is exactly what you said. Here's what we need. We need a specific, this task or this, whatever needs to happen in order to move the organization forward. So who's really good at that? Who might be, for whom is that their strength? And we dig deeply into that community because people don't have so many opportunities. Not everybody. It's a great wealth. of. It's a great, wonderful resource for us to be able to employ people, to share with people and to give people the opportunity to enter the arts because they don't, they don't
0: have. Yeah. Thank you for saying all that. I wrote down what you said for, for whom is that their strength? I love that. I mean, if we could think of that, you know, and just think from a, from a vantage point of strength versus weakness or, you know, mm-hmm. ability versus inability, you know, it's just so critical. I, I ha- I'd be remiss if I didn't say something about. Um, so our our company, our my profession is we own an, uh, an employee benefits agency. We used to be called the Vanguard Insurance Agency, but now we're called Vanguard Benefits. And I tell you this because the nonprofit organization that I sit on the board of that did our rebrand, mission, vision, value, new website, the whole thing. Uh, is an organization called the spirit of huntington Arts center and i'll do a little plug on the spirit of huntington because i'm a board member and i'm a big fan um they have uh art programs for people with different abilities they have a great center out it's it, it's a cultural arts center out in long island in huntington and they have an artworks program and the artworks program teaches people young people who as they age out of the school system at age 21 often these people with intellectual and developmental disabilities or some other uh, uh learning challenges they their programs are gone there's not much for these folks to do because they've aged out of the system and and oftentimes some some go to college uh, some don't and unfortunately um some some folks end up not having a lot of direction so to kind of make this quick the artworks program is a program that teaches these young people uh, the a certificate cert um, certificate level college level coursework in digital arts. And then these people either go to work at the Spirit of Huntington Art Center and do website and SEO and content creation for clients of the of the art center, which is my firm, Vanguard Benefits now, is 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 now a client of um having these people again accentuate what they're good at, go after and make an impact with the things they're good at and their abilities. And oftentimes they either work at the art center or then they're getting hired in marketing positions at other nonprofits on Long Island specifically. So it's just like, I mean, talk ripple effect, right? And talk about the positive ripple effect. And that's one of these situations, Lisa, for me, that just continues to give. So I will give a quick shout out to check out our website, which I never do on this program. So check out our website, vanguardbenefitsyou.com. Vanguard benefits you. And the whole angle is our agency benefits our clients. It benefits their employees. It benefits the, the families of the employees, but it also benefits the nonprofit sector, which is where I certainly spend and we as an, an agency spend a lot of time in. So we it do have to take a quick break, but comment on that quick if you had
1: something. I'm just going to say that's exactly the way the world needs to be as we all support each other. <laughs> we support businesses, Spectrum designs, we get our t shirts. The-
0: Love Spectrum. <laughs>
1: The business that hires people with disabilities. Pumpkin Futs is another one. But if we look well, launched-
0: which one? Pumpkin Futs?
1: P-U-N-K-I-N. Pumpkin Futs is another organization that employs all people with disabilities. It's an of, buy, and for company based out of Brooklyn. We have to support each other. And together, as we lift each other up, yes, we are in the nonprofit sector because we're not making a lot of money on this. But that doesn't mean that this va- these values don't transfer to the for-profit sector. 100%. Our whole world works together in this.
0: 100%. It's totally about strategic alliances, strategic relationships. We gotta take a quick break. We'll be right back to dive back into this. But I, th- I talk a lot about that. That's what it's all about. This is Philanthropy and Focus. That's Lisa. I'm Tommy D. We'll be right back.
6: <laughs> Are you passionate about the conversation around racism?
1: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now
6: broadcasting 24 hours a day.
5: Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions,
4: so cut through all the steps.
0: work. It makes the dream work. I just made that song up during the break. Ta-da. All right. So we're back. I'm a performer. I'm gonna be in the circus. We're gonna find something for me to do, man. If I gotta, I was doing like just as again, for those who are not watching, I was doing like the strongman pose while we went to break and things like that, I'm making my friend Lisa chuckle a little bit. I'd say teamwork makes a dream work because if it's not for the people on my in my sphere, in in my uh People looking out for me, then I can't do a lot of the stuff I'm doing. What am I talking about? So I'm looking on Facebook on this little monitor that I'm operating off of today. So again, just to give people a, a feel of where <laughs> where I am, <laughs> I usually have three monitors, and I feel like I'm, I'm like uh, you know Kirk on the uh, Starship Enterprise usually. And now I now I I will share with you, Lisa. I have um, my laptop on top of my suitcase on top of the ironing board. So I didn't give everybody the, in the in the hotel room. Because <laughs> I wanted to be able to stand while I did the show. So, um, but talk about teamwork. Pumpkin fit futz, which is Mick Collins is hooking me up. He puts Vanguard out there on Facebook. He puts pumpkin Futs. I feel like every time I say that I'm going to say a foul word. I feel like somehow my mind is going to screw it up, and I'm going to say a bad word when I say pumpkin puns. So
1: pumpkin P-U-N-K-I-N. It's it's the I nickname know. That she used to. Um, her children are both um, disabled, and it's a nickname. She two out two of them are, and it's a nickname she uses in pumpkin puns. P-U-N. I love
0: it. I just feel like my my brain is going to say a dirty word. I'll just I'm I'm just saying it. Just feels that way. It Feels like I'm. I'm playing around. But Mick, thank you for your support. Thanks for throwing all the stuff up there and always on Facebook answering things when I don't have the time to. And I just shared the Lindy lou Foundation that uh since I mentioned it. Go to L-I-N D Y L O O dot org. That's in memory of my cousin Linda Ann Cunningham. Linda we love you. We miss you. Obviously we'd rather Linda to be back with us, but since that doesn't work, we're just continuing her legacy of supporting organizations that do this great work in the nonprofit sector, but specifically for the IDD Intellectually Developmentally Disabled Community. All right, Lisa, first of all, when is the next show? Is there a scheduled show? How often do shows happen? If I wanted to have the circus come to my town, like I pretend it's not me because I'm just making it like if someone wanted to have the circus come to their town, because uh, you and I talked about this, is it they got to get some dollar support. They got to get a, a venue. How does it all work? Give me the logistics
1: of the whole thing. Um- it's actually not as intimidating as one might think. So, our first of all, where you can see the circus, February twenty fifth. Tickets are on sale now at Capital One Hall in Tyson's, Virginia. Um, so, we will be there. There is a two o'clock show. Our there's an evening show, but that is specifically as a fundraiser gala for Easter Seals. We are partnering with Easter Seals, and we love Easter Seals. Mm, awesome. So that's how that's working um, Saturday, February 25th. Keep on moving March the 2nd. If you happen to live in New Hampshire, we will be at the Giles Center in New Hampshire. Then keep on coming back south March the 5th. That's March the 2nd. We'll be in New Hampshire March the 5th for anybody in the New York area. We will be at William Patterson University at Shea Performing Arts Center. And that is a Sunday 2 p.m. show. Um, Tickets should be on sale for that in the next week or so Um, so keep an eye out for that so that's if you are an individual and want to come see the show we'd love to have you if you want to bring the show to you you contact us um, info at omniumcircus.org. We are fully produced production. If you're a performing arts center and want to bring us in, that's great. If you want to bring us in to help support your gala, we're doing a couple of big galas for people where we bring in the show and help you guys, because it's all about working together. Yeah, I mean, we you need a space, need some money because all the artists are professional artists, and I won't ask anyone to work without being paid. That's not I fair. love that
0: i love that part so i'm i'm trying to see because of my own um technology limitations i was going to try and share my screen to to show the page because it's you know these are right on the website so omniumcircus.org is where you're going to go for o-m-n-i-u-m circus.org and right on that front page you're going to see these banners donate which you sh- certainly should hit the heck out of that one
3: with <laughs> donate sponsorship
0: and then Events is below that. When you click on events, I see right here there's links for the event, as you said, at Capital One, uh, Capital One Hall in Tices, Virginia. That's the 25th. That's a Saturday from two to four. And then the March 5th event. And then there's actually, I see an April event as well in New York. Um, New Victory Theater?
1: 2024.
0: Oh, 2024. Got it. Yes.
1: April 8th through 28th, 2024
0: wow eight through twenty eighth. so that's
1: we will be how three many, weeks at the new vic but not till 2024 so how many shows wait eight shows a week times three weeks oh my goodness you gotta wait 2020- yeah, no no i know i know but, but you but, should but, still go to the new vic this year because they've got phenomenal programs i love the new vic they do so, beautiful, beautiful work
0: thank so the the new victor theater you say the victory theater right you should check yeah. it out Okay,
1: yeah, definitely. So, they do great programming all year round for families and accessible. They do great job with access as well. It's a great, great organization,
0: so let me ask you this it, like I don't remember if it was you and I speaking about this i j ju- this just came up in a conversation the other day. I, I don't know if it was you and me or somebody else, but um the tillis Center out yeah. uh, at uh, I, I was that you and me talking the other day about this or no?
1: could be. I've reached out to them. I haven't heard back yet if anybody's listening from the Tillis yeah. Center. Check my email, shout check that my email out. To see
0: if you got one. <laughs> yeah, because like, there's a lot of a lot of Long Island folks that, that are listening. Yeah, and, you I'd know, love to work
1: at the Tilla Center.
0: All right, so shout out to my Long Island network. Do we have any connections at the Tilla Center? We'll make a note of that. Uh, we'll find out. I did have a connection there. That's uh, a couple of years back. Um, but they were very focused. At t- and I'll have to look these two women up. They were great. And just at the time being, um, we didn't really have anything to collaborate on. You and I didn't know each other. The circus didn't even exist back then, what I'm talking mm-hmm. about and um they were very focused on what's the word I'm looking for um sensory friendly type um
3: so we got programming.
0: that so that's got what that. i mean yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying so at the time it wasn't really relevant to me it, it, not that that information wasn't relevant but i didn't have an answer for them you know right. i was like trying to say i don't know what can we do um and then are there other places you want to get into Are there other like Are there corporate relationships that you think would be a good fit for the circus? Talk about that.
1: I think that we are an excellent fit for corporations because we are able to make happen what they want to see. A corporation is able to sponsor us. We'd love to pick up a couple of more sponsors. If anybody wants to join up, come join us. We'd love it because as a sponsor, as a corporate sponsor, you get to share all of this inclusion and access and joy and wonder with all of these families and claim ownership for that because you provide the thing that we can't provide we've got the access we've got the artists we have all of the meat to make this happen but we can't do it without our corporate sponsors and without our corporate partners it's a team everybody has a really important role it's really effort
0: i want to I'm just gonna be bold because I tend to be and we should have the omnium circus do a show out on Long Island somewhere you know yes please so I don't know how any of that works <laughs> but <laughs> but I do know that's not even true I do know how it works it means we get the right people in the room at the same time and we have a conversation that's how it works
1: that's but, how I mean it
0: works. I right I detail wise I don't know how we structured it figure it out but let's talk about that uh, you and I off off the off the podcast and and make it time to bring together the right people because um many of the organizations as I've already spoken to about on this show and probably to you in the past many of the organizations that I hang out with are serving this community are serving this population and are catering towards this population I mean we just um I was just at an event the other night about two weeks ago my business partner Ed Probst was an honoree at the gala for Cp. NASA, cerebral palsy of Nassau County. You know, these are folks. We have another client in front of ours rise life services, which serves the. <laughs> the, the so these are the populations that that, uh, or these are the organizations that serve that that population and. We only hang out with these people all week long, meaning these these people who run these organizations. So to I mean, we should probably I don't know how much space we need to do a circus, but we should probably figure out a way to do something at the Huntington Arts, the Spirit of Huntington Arts Center, which, you know, I don't know. I'm making this is how it this is how the show works. I start to like create things there right here got- in, in, while we're
1: So imagine what is one thing this is a trick question because there's only one obvious answer but what is one thing that everybody wants everybody in every one of these communities wants it's called belonging everybody wants belonging so the circus isn't only it is for all of these populations all everyone is welcome and it's for all of the populations around it's for the non-neurodiverse for the it's for people without disabilities and for all of the people with disabilities so that we can share it together so that we all feel belonging so you don't feel like this is just for this or this or this right 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 everybody. right
0: yeah 100 thank to you
1: bring everybody together and yes. make disabilities normalized like
0: 100
1: we're all in the same world
0: we are we are we, we got to take a quick break i totally screwed up on every single break for today so that's just my <laughs> it's just how the show went today so we'll take a quick one we'll come back i want you to just drive it home for people but yeah it's about belonging we yeah I, it was about diversity equity inclusion and then they added that B. it's diversity equity inclusion and belonging right there's a new award for the long island imagine awards diversity equity inclusion and, and accessibility so we got to split we'll take a break lisa b lewis and Tommy D. Demisa. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day. And it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc.
5: In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health. And each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc and I will be frank about help to advocate for all of us.
3: Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness?
0: This is philanthropy and focus. Let me tell you this: if you have a dream, if you have a vision, if you want to do something, do me a favor, do yourself a favor, do the rest of humanity or the planet a favor. Just go do the thing. Just get out there and do it. I just I'm reflecting as a, whether we're commercial, but this whole thing that we're doing here, philanthropy and focus, was an idea that I walked around telling people about for like two years, and I'm approaching 99 episodes of a program that was just an idea, right just out here amplifying the message for nonprofits, baby, telling the stories. Amplifying the message, and playing the one role that is my favorite role to play: connector and bringing people together. So, you know, I know this: one plus one in regular math, I believe it's two. I believe that because that's what I was told. But in networking math, it's not two, man. It's some other number, some exponential number. Because I, it's I think in in <laughs> here he comes. He's going to be bold. I think in networking math and relationship math, one plus one is infinity. Because it's just how far do the ripples go? I don't know. I used to know, okay, Lisa, I want you to meet Ken Serini and I want you guys to connect. And, like, well, that's like one level maybe, but what happens when Ken brings you into his network and you into Ken's network and those people bring you into their network and she tells two people and she tells two people and she tells two people and all that happens and it goes on and on and on and on. So, Lisa, let's leave it out on the field, let's leave it in the ring you know, you know, three rings, a circus, let's leave it out there. What do we need? Who can we connect you with? How can we get you hooked up?
1: So first of all, everybody out there listening, please go to our website. It, we are revamping it soon. So enjoy it now. Cause it's about to look better. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> it's a process. It's all a process. Um, omniumcircus.org. And we would love to meet people who can partner with us. It's all about working together. Just like you said, with the network, Corporate partners, people partners, sponsorship partners. We've got an amazing show out there. Come see the show. Join us.
0: That's awesome. So let's give out the dates one more time. You have them in front of you again?
1: Yep. So February 25th, we are at in Tyson's, Virginia at Cap One Hall. And you that tickets are on sale for that now. There's actually a 50% off a two-for-one offer now early bird special since the show's not till february so you can get that through our website um that's february 25th march 2nd we will be in new hampshire and tickets will go on sale for that probably next week or the week after and then march the 5th march 2nd we're in new hampshire march the 5th we will be at Shea auditorium in patterson new jersey and again stay up with our website we will have those on sale in the next week or so And we're still out there. If you want to bring us in, if you have an idea, we are represented by Harmony Artists, which is a national booking company. And just email us, info at omniumcircus.org. If you want to be involved, if you have an idea, if your company says, hey, we really are a proponent of equity and inclusion and access, and we'd like to help you, we'd love to have your help. So come on in. Access is expensive. Cost more than the market will bear and that's why we're not profits. So come yeah. join us.
0: Is there like, if, if you had to project yourself you, you're in your mind's eye, let's say five years into the future, what is the ideal scenario for this circus? Like what, I like to play this game where you just think into the future and you know, it's sort of like back from the future thinking. What well, do you, I know I'm, I, as a visionary, I'm sure I, you think like-
1: Oh, that. I got this one. I love this question. <laughs> I love it. Five years in the future, where do I see Omnium? I see us as a professional touring company performing in performing arts centers nationwide. I see us working in state fairs, performing arts centers, galas, venues. I see our education program working in schools, hopefully like the Viscardi Center. We're working with New York Institute for Special Education right now. Um, trying to create a program, teaching circus to students who are blind and low vision. We did that last summer. We're repeating that. We're building that program. But to inspire more young people to learn the skills and to want to join this art form, they've never had the opportunity before. There's plenty of circus programs for able-bodied people, but there aren't as many adaptive programs. So I'd like our education program to be in even more schools and community centers and group homes. I'd like to work more with adult education. We're already starting an online series. Um, We'll be doing once a month, just teaching people about diversity, equity, inclusion, access, and belonging, and ask us questions. We've learned the hard way. We've tried things, they failed. We tried again, keep on going. We're all in this together. And we will continue to maintain our workforce with a minimum of 25% persons with disabilities, balanced in all demographics um this year in addition to being an incredible final an honoree of a finalist at the new york imagine awards which was awesome it was We also got the nod awards um national organization for disability award for employment for our employment practices for hiring people and so we want to give more people opportunities to come to learn the arts and go off and be in the arts let's change the world let's let this ripple happen Yes. Like I say yes. to my company before every show, let's change the freaking world.
0: We you know, have- it's so funny. I don't have my coffee mug, but my friend Dara about got me a coffee mug. And because I go around, I say I do I have this little catchphrase that I started just saying it. It's like you know, no big deal, just changing the world. And she said, my friend Dara sent me a coffee mug. That what do you got? Show me what you have.
1: My coffee mug says, "Impossible." You say <laughs> nothing is impossible when you work for the circus.
0: Yeah, baby, and I want to work for the circus just because I got extra time in, in a day. I got like three, four minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is not filled up with other stuff. No, but I, I, two things I want to ask before you go. Well, I don't even have time to ask the question. Viscardi, are you already connected and working with Viscardi? Because I'm very, I know uh,
1: would love to meet some more. I left them a mess. I talked to them the other day um, yeah. about trying to put a grant together. And that particular one was two last minute. All right.
0: Let's talk but about that. Lauren Marzell is a friend of mine. John Kemp, the former leader of the organization. I know very well. He's in very, very, we got to get you connected, John. John's been on the show. Um, there was another question I had. So we I guess I, I guess I could say this. Here, here's my last question. You need volunteers at some points, right? I guess for certain yes. things. Yes. So they can get we this is more of a statement than a question. We need to find something for me to do with the circus volunteering so we can make a whole thing like where I can but I mean that I'm actually making an impact, right? Like where okay. it's a good thing, right? But I think it would be fun to do like a promotion and get people all riled up about the circus, like is Tommy D's on the road with the circus.
1: Yay! Let's do it. <laughs> so do I want to
0: talk I'd love to. I want to talk about that lisa i'm so you. appreciative i'm so happy you came here today on the show i appreciate you i appreciate what the organization is doing um let's come up with an idea let's get a game plan together let's put a committee of folks together out on long island and let's figure out whether it's the tillis center whether it's the delphi performing arts center wherever it is maybe outside out at stony brook on. university
1: yep
0: wherever let's get the circus out here on long island i appreciate you we got to leave it here steve fry's coming up with always friday Lisa, thank you for being here. Dylan, thank you for managing things. You're welcome. Make it a great day, everybody. Go do some service.